tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Channel 421 and go TV Channel 144. We're live as well. Okay, maybe <laughs> time is up. I would have brought it back anyway. But that'll be all for Sunday edition today. My name is Max Bagba. Thanks for joining us from the entire from the joint newsroom and from the news team. Enjoy evening. Bye bye. extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by march 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year TurboTax makes them count that means getting 100 back and 100 accurate taxes only from intuit TurboTax. must file by 331 credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service offer can be modified or terminated at any time Everyone says I'm a Kosia filler, but it's not like I'm nosy. I'll go out to find out the latest filler. It's just that I get 50 megabytes of data free after paying for only the first minute of every call. And so I just keep discovering stuff minute after minute. That's how come I was minding my business, scrolling through my timeline, and I found out Coco has a new baby. <laughs> oh, and last week, I learned Ken won the lottery. You see, Ken is my brother's friend. So hello. Look who's about to roll with the rich and famous. <laughs> Enjoy even more value with MTN Free After One. You only pay for the first minute of your call on MTN Free After One. And the rest is free. Plus, you enjoy free 50 megabytes worth of data to browse your favorite sites. Open where? Open 10. So dial star 315 hash to sign up. We pay for you everywhere you go. Terms and conditions apply. In these uncertain times, we have discovered that most workers do not have any financial fallback for emergencies. That should not be our story. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, or you simply need more information to make the right financial decisions, then look no further. 
Join the Access Smart Money Talk, a weekly interactive session hosted by Access Pension Trust. On Smart Money Talk, we feature industry experts to cover various personal finance topics, as well as everyday Ghanaians to share their personal finance story. Join us each and every Wednesday at 4 p.m. on Facebook Live to be empowered to achieve financial peace of mind. Access Pension Trust, your reliable partner in pensions. established in 1972 as the premier bank for the corporate and private sector in Ghana. From our very beginning as the only Ghanaian bank serving all categories of businesses, we set a standard for excellence and innovation over the past 45 years. We've built a financially healthy and strong bank, demonstrated our commitment to our customers and to growing businesses, and exhibited originality and innovation at every turn. At UMB, our focus is built around people, service, products and technology. These are the key to our present success and our future triumphs. At UMB, we're poised to make a difference not only with our customers, but also in the banking industry. We invite you to share in our future. Our future starts now with you. When you don't have the Enterprise Advantage app, you're not in control. Yes, I could see. I'm at where they sell the coats. What size do you like? Ah, what coat? Coat, coat, office coat. Ah, I said get me a coat. Quotation from Enterprise. Ah, you pan. Oh. Well, what? Oh. Save yourself from the stress. Take advantage of the Enterprise Advantage app. Make your claims, check statements, request for a coat, and buy a policy from any of our subsidiaries. What's more, you can also get health tips, traffic information, find mechanic shops, and more on your Enterprise Advantage app. Download the Enterprise Advantage app on Google Play and Apple Store now. Here is to 95 years of trust. Enterprise, your advantage. to springboard your virtual university and to this beautiful discussion we call the big conversation. My name is Albert Okran and I'm doing this with the support of the virtual academic board comprising Comfort, the chairperson, supported by Matthew, Priscilla, Amos, Dominic and Papayao. Tonight, on behalf of the Virtual Academic Board, I hereby matriculate you. This is the university where we matriculate on Sunday, 7 p.m., and you graduate at 8 p.m. And this week, may you excel in leadership, business, career, finance, talent, relationships, your health, and your emotional well-being, and all the church said, Amen. 
Right. Tonight, we have the honor of hosting a woman with a train of awards as long as Princess Diana's wedding dress. From the Millennium Excellence Awards to the CIMG to the Banking Awards to the Leadership Awards, name them and you have them. It will be big. Call somebody to call somebody to call somebody to tune into your virtual university as we explore that big subject of leadership in uncertain and unconventional times. Springboard is brought to you by Legacy and Legacy and your superstation Joy 99.7 FM, proudly sponsored by some of Ghana's finest brands, MTN, MTN Pulse, Just Be, the Enterprise Group, Enterprise, Your Advantage, UMB Bank, UMB, Speed Up, Diggy Bank, Let's Go, and the Access Pension Trust, your reliable partner in pensions. Thank you to our print media partner, The Graphic Business. And that's a promise because on page 18 of The Graphic Business on Tuesday, you will get a full transcript of tonight's all-important discussion, a four-page expression. Make sure you get that one and get it for your loved ones and business partners. But the biggest thank you to you out there for joining us right here on Joy 99.7 FM and also on Facebook across our various pages. Tonight, it's my honor to welcome the group CEO for West Africa for UBA Bank, Abiola Bill. Abiola, good to see you. Nice meeting you, sir. Good evening. Where do I start from? <laughs> Celebrated across the continent for mm-hmm. your work and for the years that I've known you, mm. I'm looking for the word to describe you. But let me see action. <laughs> you come across as somebody who is a woman of action. Is that a good description? Mm. More than good. <laughs> <laughs> How is the family today? We are doing good. We are doing good. We thank God for divine selection. We are alive. Amen. Mm. Amen. This year, once you have life, you have everything. Talking about this year, I've been mm. trying to find a word that describes the year 2020. I was asking mm. somebody whether we should create a new dictionary for the year 2020. What, what do you think? What word would you attempt to use to break down this year? I think it's the year of shock. The year where the whole world from the big boys to the small boys, everybody is shocked. Everybody, nobody has the mastery over whatever is happening. So it's the year of uncertainty for the business world, yes. Mm. Before we came on air, you mentioned a word that I love very much. You said it was the year God brought everybody to ground zero. Yes, ground zero. The whole world is at ground zero. It's almost like reset button. Yes, reset button. And that is why we shouldn't miss it in Africa. It's an opportunity for everybody. You talk about danger. You talk about uncertainty. You talk about opportunity. How do you find a blend for Yes, you remember when you asked me, I said it can be described in two ways. It's brought a lot of uncertainty to the business world, to everybody, health challenges. But I always... I tell my team that I think that it's also a year where will be a new year. Mm. Everybody is on ground zero. You can easily beat your competitor in Asia today. Because everybody's business is came to a standstill. So we are all starting again from a certain level. So I think that if there's any year where we can also say, okay, we've arrived, or we can beat our competitors in the developed world, this is the time. It is, it is a theory that the Tottenham has championed so strongly for the past five months. He thinks that such a major disruption can significantly benefit the underprivileged because if we followed organically growing and trying to catch up what you probably will do in, in 200 years, in this kind of accelerated transformation, you could do in a far shorter time. Let me not steal from your presentation. So viewers... And listeners, this is what we'll do tonight. We're going to allow Abiola to share her thoughts on the subject of leadership in unconventional times. My interest, particularly, especially with business, is how do businesses navigate, find their way in such an uncertain moment? And because life is about the past, the present, and the future, how do you connect to your past some of the experience of the past that you you will assume would give you a direction about the present that now you can no longer rely on. What do you do? And then how do you situate the present? And even more importantly, how do you forecast into the future? And then for young business executives listening tonight, what should they do? Is there hope? Can they look to the left or look to the right? Abiola, your plate is literally full, but I'm sure you have the power to digest it. Give us your preliminary thoughts on leadership, 
in unconventional moments. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you for the opportunity. I think that I want to start for the sake of the platform that we are on. That leadership, as I looked at it today, is not just... Uh, because most of the time when we talk about leadership, we think about the politicians or the CEOs. Everybody out there can be a leader. It's just you presenting yourself or stepping up to be a leader. So whatever stages of life that you are on, from day zero to when we finally say bye-bye to the world, you are in certain leadership position or the other. So I'm going to talk from that. So looking at it from that position, I can say that uh, year 2020 or in this, things have changed. Uh, leadership, they say, is um, you must be able to carry a certain number of people. You are a vessel and you are in front. That is the thing. And so in this 2020, we can no longer use the leadership where we are behind. The COVID situation has uh, brought a lot of, there's a lot of rumor, there's a lot of uncertainty, there's fear, which are two things that uh, 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 can derail us from our original strategic plan. So for this year, I think that uh, if you are in a position of leadership, all you need to do is now to step in front. You must, leadership will have to move from the back to the front. It's like a war zone. You can't be a general and say, oh, I'm sending the, my, my underlings to the war front. I will just be giving you strategy from behind. No. This is a time when, um, as far as I'm concerned, leaders will have to step in front. Uh, why do I say that? Because today, what I notice about my, I currently have over one, almost 2,000 employees. Every day they want to hear from you. They want to be able to, one, uh, a leader of today in this unconventional uh, period uh, must show vision. Where are we going? There's too much of sanity in the system. So my people want to my people want to ask questions. I feel like, so what? Are you sure we are going to meet our target? And you must, as a leader, be able to say, yes, this is what I see. This is where we are going. It must be clear. It must be very clear. Otherwise, the people get disengaged. Uh, secondly, I think we must be able to communicate. So, and that communication must come frequently and timely. So, if you are in the position of leadership, what's one attribute that you must have is that you must communicate. So I do that every week. Every week. I want to find out for my people how they are faring, what they are into. If there is anybody who needs uh, days off due to uh, the conventional, this day, I will say, okay, go. I want to find out about your family. So we are. I can tell you what is happening to all my staff in all the nine countries that I currently manage. So communication is very, very important. Another thing that I think as we must have currently is that we must be able to take responsibility. I want to follow a general that knows how to use uh, the weapons that I can call upon. They want to see how brave you are. They want to be able to rely on you. They want to be able to lean on you. So responsibility is, is another attribute that I think that is very essential in this uh, uh, period. Uh, another thing I think we should also look at is our, I've spoken about communication, is our ability to strategize. Our strategies that we had before can no longer be fixed. We can't use a fixed strategies. Things have changed significantly. And at this time, just like how the whole world is grounded, no knowledge is too small. So we can no longer be um, uh, fix, fixated on what we already know. So in trying to override, override the storm that we are all currently are in, a leader should be willing to listen. A, willer, a, a leader should be able to learn from the staff. So what I see by that is that as you are, you should be able to be ready to amend your strategy. There are certain objectives that perhaps uh, as a leader we've already achieved or we can, we are achieving part. But what do we do now? 
there are also some that no, we've seen that it's not going to work for the year. Please be flexible. You should be flexible. There are some you emphasize, there are some you de-emphasize, there are some you do away with, and there are some that you just have to forget about it for the year. And uh, if, uh, the last one, but not the least, is the fact that we, there are things that we can call quick wins. That I think that um, in this period, what we should do is to continue to uh, see what we can do in this little uh, time that we have. For example, your customers. How do we add value to your customers? Do you call your customers? Are there things we can do better? Uh, it will be good to keep engaging our staff because today, uh, Albert, whether we like it or not, uh, there are some industries that are affected. If you talk about the aviation, the banking sector, we are a bit skeptical. Uh, there's a lot of pressure on public uh, facilities. So things have changed significantly. And as such, everybody is uh, adopting that way and uh, see kind of, no, as a leader, you should be sensitive to that. And the only way you can quickly work on that is to make sure that you are in direct connection with your team. Because we have a lot of our staff at home. How do you know they are working? How do you know they are working? You don't know. So what we have done in UBA is to make sure that, yes, you are working at home, but we are always on teams. We are always, there's a lot of training that we are doing. Uh, today, you are not going to, even if COVID is clean today, I think that we are not going to get into any situation where, uh, what we call in presence, where you go to the office. Those things are going to change. We are going to get a lot of people working from home, which means that if you have a lot of staff that are currently not um, IT um, uh, IT bias, this is a time that you can change the culture. You need to change the culture. It's never going to happen again. Things have changed. We, we call it the new normals. So that it is good for you as a leader to also develop that learning culture you must learn yourself, and then you must bring them about. I mean, bring them on board. Finally, finally, I think we should lead by example. We should lead by example. If there is any time we needed to lead by example, this is the critical time. You can no longer be telling your staff, "Yes, be on the street when you are in air condition." It will not happen. They want to see you. They want to look at what you are doing. They want to lean on you, and. I must say, Albert, maybe to surprise you, I have performed more than I used to perform in the previous year. Because when COVID came, everybody was skeptical. And I remember telling my boss, I think this is an opportunity for me to make money. I don't know why I was convinced about that. And everybody was like, you, there must be something wrong with you. But I knew, I was asking myself, I said, well, COVID has come. The other banks who are from foreign countries, a lot of them who have run away. And now I'm sitting here in COVID. So this is the time to call the customers who are not... Uh, so I sold it to my team. We have never grown like we've grown this year. Wow. We have never. And I meet them every Friday. So I have spoken to my, custo my staff. I encourage them. I try to let them know that, no, this is the time. So we see things on the positive side. So I will say that leadership has changed. I'm in front. I'm trying to push everybody. Everybody knows that you can call Abiola anytime. Monday to Sunday, I will respond. If you can't get me on phone, send me WhatsApp. If you want me to talk to your customer, I'll talk to your customer. So that has, I saw um, positive energy in my team. Uh, two days ago, one of them spoke to me about a particular customer. I said, well, unfortunately, I don't have a driver. You know what? I'm driving myself. I'm coming. And I drove there, and I could see their eyes. It's not my job. The CEO became your driver. Yes. I drove myself, and I went straight to the... Uh, and they were so excited. So I think that in this um, time, leadership must step up. We need to step up. I want to sum up your 10 points that I've gleaned from this conversation so far. And Abiola, you will be surprised that we can actually write a book together, you and I. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call it Abiola's... 10-point COVID prescription. <laughs> Viewers, if you have a notebook, if you have a pen, if you have an mm -hmm, iPad, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you like writing like me, here are Bueller's 10 prescriptions, but mm -hmm. let me give you a chance to catch your breath. Mm -hmm. 
and let me give them your 10-point prescription for leadership in uncertain times. Mm. And I'm going to then unpack these 10. Ask her her favorites and then navigate the Abiola I knew 10 years ago had <laughs> leadership written all over her. But what does it take to navigate your way from general manager at the time in another bank to become group CEO supervising nine countries? If you want to travel that kind of journey, stay tuned because after this breakdown, we'll find out how to climb all the way to the top. So here are Abiola's 10-point prescription for leadership in uncertain moments. Number one, leaders must step to the front. She says her 2,000 troops want to literally hear from her on a daily basis, and so they need to see her exhibiting vision or the troops will get disengaged. So number one, lead from the front. Number two, frequent and timely communication. She says the needs of the people that she manages, how they are doing, their health, their families is on her fingertips across nine countries. Number three, take responsibility. Take responsibility. She says people want to lean on a general they can lean on and know that they are safe. A lot of military language. Number four, the ability to strategize. She says your strategy cannot be fixed because you can't be fixated on what you already know in a world that is changing on literally a daily basis. So listen carefully. Be a good listener and keep amending your strategy as you go. And in that regard, flexibility is key. Number five, look for quick wins. What others call low-hanging fruits. Mm. In the midst of all this struggle, look for things that you can do quickly and get some fast results. Like calling your customers at a time when everyone is hounding them, finding out how well they are doing and staying close with them and letting them know you are different. Number six, maintain a direct connection with your team. Number seven, business models will change and working from home is not just a temporary measure, it's now the new normal and therefore leaders must must update their skills, especially information technology, and then members or staff too must grow in information technology. Number eight, lead by example. She says, don't stay at the back and say, you go, go, go. Jump to the front and lead by example. And she talked about driving her staff who had to see customers because there was no driver. Number nine, see things on the positive side and generate positive energy. And then number 10, my favorite, she says, you can experience unprecedented growth in a year of uncertainty. Are you writing the book? <laughs> yes, I yeah, do. You can write it. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, which one is your favorite? <laughs> Leadership. From the front. Leadership for the front, yes, I believe. So, it. so, so oh, it's number reality. one or number, number one or number eight. Number one says, oh, you mean out of the ten points? Out of these ten, the ten point I think is leadership by example because that's what I think we lack the most. Why? Why would that? And 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 and, you, and I could see from the light in your eyes mm-hmm. when you described it, and you talk, and I'm not surprised because I, I mean, I've I've known you for mm-hmm. years, and that's that's just typical mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. But what is it? What is it about you that would make you say, listen, hey? It's not about my post. If somebody's got to do it and there's nobody, I'll jump in my car and drive there and let's go see the customer. What kind of thinking makes you cut through the cheese and do what you do? Hmm. I, Is it your background? I, can say, Is it? I can say that my background uh, accounted for that. Uh, number two, I think I've also I've been blessed to work with leaders, different people, and I have seen the way my energy goes up with certain people I work with and how it drops. So studying the people I have worked with, I've also um, sort of um, impacted me positively and reinforces that belief. Tell, that me, about, people, tell me about the people who have influenced you in your leadership journey. I'm very, I'm very curious think, about people who influenced you. Yes, Andy OJ. Ah, Andy. Andy's Andy Andy was the first leader I saw where he doesn't ask me, and I felt like killing myself for the job. Mm. He comes in the, I come to work in, I, I mean, in the past, I came to work in the morning, and I go to my boss, and I'm like, good morning, sir. And just by responding, I'm able to tell that something wasn't well. 
I was able to ask him, sir, what is wrong with you? Adriana, we are down. Why? Ah, Adriana, you know, the highest depositor has just come for his money. I said, really? I'm out. I'll be back. And I'll make sure I get that money back. You know, there was something about him. I, he, he was the get up and go kind of leader. No, I experienced Andy's leadership personally. And in, my, in our training sessions, I said it, and I still say it, that in terms of leaders being able to stamp brands and let you know this is the way this bank behaves, the person who did it for me to see was Andy Oji. His people dressed in that way, spoke in that way, and it was visible. And I've used it for my several examples in training. And I had a personal relationship with him, and I can testify about Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, but you you came with him for our opening of our office. Andy is a solid friend. Andy was a leader. Right. Andy was, Andy drove my energy to the roof. Hmm. Without asking. So let me find out. So let's take the name aside. Mm -hmm. What about his style? caught you? Was it the passion? Was it the commitment? Was it the connection? He was empathic. Mm. So it was empathy? Yes, empathy. Andy 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 loved the staff. Okay. There was no it was the first time I saw leadership without bodies. No door open. Just like what you were doing here. Right. I didn't if somebody comes to this room, the person is not going to be able to maybe you're dressing. But apart from that, you, the way you relate, the way comfort relates, nobody is going to be able to say, okay, this is the leader. Because you are not screaming down, you are not shouting down. You could see that you, you've been able to win them to buy. I saw your staff. I saw the way they are producing. If you are not here, they'll do the same. Because they bought into the vision. So empathy is very So empathy is very important. Right. Where you put yourself, it, it helps you the leadership. It makes people want to die for you. Let me let me give a big shout out to Andy OJ listening to Andy us OJ. in Nigeria. That was the last time I was in Nigeria, and I didn't go look for him. He said, hey, Albert, he, he calls me Albert. He said, Albert, <laughs> I hear you came to my country. And <laughs> let me greet you, Andy. Andy. No, what Andy what else? Good. Who else? Who else? Who else? Tony Elumelu. I was going to ask you, what, what kind of person is he? Tony Elumelu. Ah. What word can I use to describe Tony? Not because I work for him. I understand that. But, 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 it, but it's, also, it's also fair to do that because... No, no, no. <laughs> I, I have worked with so many people. I'm right. grateful to all those I have worked with. But I, when I started working with Tony, initially I, as a young person here, I didn't have the opportunity. But when I got close to him, then I said, okay, Tony is a handsome person. If today we have a meeting, he'll be there and he'll come and sit down. He wants to listen. And I think his strongest point is listening. So he so, listens. So let me marry the two. Mm-hmm. And Dioji is empathetic. Uh-huh. Tony Elumelu is a listener. And the two are related, Andy. The two are related. Right. But one, they are a bit different. Right. I didn't see Andy. Andy listens. Andy knows how to listen. But Tony knows how to listen to what you are saying and what you haven't said. Mm. His is stronger. His listening part is stronger. And what he does is that no matter who you are, if you are a driver, he wants to hear what you said. Nobody is too small. Nobody is too young in the institution. So, he gives you the opportunity to be in his shoe. So, when he takes a decision, you, the underling, you are able to understand why he took that decision. So, if Andy is in this room and he's describing strategy, he's not going to say, Albert, go out, you are too small. He says, sit down. So, what do you think, Abiola? Tell me. And when you say it, he looks and he's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And he doesn't mind telling the whole world that This your, idea came from Abiola. This idea was better than mine. Whoa. So that... He's able to get you to buy into his company. Let me ask you a question. How important is this buy-in that you describe, especially in a multinational operation? Because you have leaders in countries. Let, run us through the countries that you oversee. So you do Ghana. Okay, I do Ghana. I do Sierra Leone. I do Liberia for the Anglophone countries. And then for the Francophone, I do Benin. I do Burkina. I do Mali. I do Cote d'Ivoire. I do uh, Guinea and Senegal. Right. Yes, that makes nine. So you oversee literally nine CEOs. 
Yes, I look after nice national CEOs. Yes, national CEOs. How big is this getting people to buy in and want to die for you? How big is it? Because you can't be in Nike at the same time. How do you, how, how big is it? One of my bosses asked me this question recently. I said, how do you do it? I, the first, it's not too easy, but I think the first thing people that will make people want to follow you or die for you is when they think that you are sincere. You must, as a leader, communicate sincerely. Let me tell you what somebody said exactly a year and six months ago at Radisson Hotel. You know, I'm a very accurate person, so forgive me. We were sitting at Radisson Hotel just to next to the airport at Cote d'Ivoire, okay. Abidjan. I've seen, I've seen, the, I've slept there once. And, and your name came up. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you what the person said about you. What did he say? Before I tell you who it is. <laughs> she says, as for that, my sister, Abdullah, God has blessed her. And the way she does her work, she will rise and rise and rise oh. to the top. I've never told God you before, but person. this is my friend, Joel Tory. Joel Toure. Joel, yeah. Joel Toure. Okay, he was Joel MD in uh, Burkina Faso. He spoke so well yes, about you. Yes. He had flown from Burkina to, to Cote d'Ivoire for a yeah, conference yeah. we were at. And we were talking about his work. And I said, yeah. you know Abiola? He says, Abiola. <laughs> you are asking me what I knew Abiola. And we began talking about you. And he says, look, I can tell you Abiola will rise all the way to the top. Oh, thank you. God bless him. I'm sure Joel is listening from, from, from Burkina. <laughs> I mean, anytime we meet, he catches up. And even, even before I called you about this show, uh, I said, Joel, I'm going to talk to your sister. <laughs> I think we need to be sincere with stuff. Tell me, tell me about yes, it. If you are, you may not have to pay. I'm not sure they are the highest paid in Ghana. But they are with you. So I think that open communication and sincerity. There are things that... And you must show empathy. I think my biggest weapon is that I, I'm not a good listener, but I tell them, when you tell me and I don't do it, so your job is to... How you do it, put me there and say, Abiola, I said this is this. If I'm able to understand you, I'm ready to carry that cross for you. And so I, let, let me explore that further. What does it take for you to understand? Is it repetitive declaration or is it breaking things down? How do I get yeah, you? I let, think, let me put myself in the shoes mm -hmm. of your immediate mm -hmm. uh, reports. Mm -hmm. um, those who um, uh, mm -hmm. report to you. Mm -hmm. So you, I get the impression that it may take you time to mm -hmm. get it. But when you get it, to mm -hmm. you fly. Yes, let me ask you, what does it take to get you to get it? Is it saying it over and over or breaking it down or being in it yourself? What does it take to get it across to you? I think, uh, you know, we are from different cultures. Right. Our cultures are different. So I get somebody in Burkina Faso, I'm just giving an example, who thinks, um, you need to pay me, my people, this. I don't pay that in, Africa, in Ghana. So you don't expect that when you come and you call me and say, Abiola, uh, I need you to start agreeing to pay children's school fees. Like, where is this from? Oh, please manage your people, senior. Ah, why would we have to pay you that? If I pay you this, this the bottom line is going to be impacted. So I had I heard the English that you spoke. However, you I don't understand <laughs> what you are. What the implication is not working for me well. Right. I'm hoping that you drop it. Do you get it? Mm -hmm. Or you tell me. Uh, there's this customer I want you to uh, uh, do facility for at this rate. I'm like, no, but that's below your cost. Why would I take that? No, 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 no. Uh, Madam, please go and negotiate better. We've communicated. You've communicated with me, but I'm not agreeing to the offer you want to give. Right. So, in your own time, in your own time, I always say that you manage up and you manage down. There are things I want to ask my boss for. Sometimes when I pick the phone, and I see his aggression or his I'll keep quiet. I'll be like, sir, I wanted to discuss something with you, but I think I'll call later. So along the line, I will expect you to come back and say, look, Abiola, you know what? If we do it at this rate, these are the other value mm. I'll derive. Mm. He's going to give you deposit of this much. He's going to give you this. So we then can meet halfway through it. Right. So anytime you send me something and I say no, it means that I don't my disagreement with you shouldn't stop you from further advancing it. And there are times when I actually say, you know, I don't believe in what you're saying. But I think you should discuss with my next boss. 
So everybody feel free to discuss. If my next boss understands, I'm okay. But I don't think I agree that we should do it that way. And there are times I disagree and I take it and they agree. My boss will agree. So you won. So it should be a, a boss or a leader cannot be the epitome of knowledge. You cannot. You see, Joel, that you mentioned. I learned so many things from him. And there are things I say, Joel, you know, I'm picking this from you. And he also picks from me. So they be, we be, were able to communicate. You know what I like about Joel? His humility. Ah, too much. Too much. Accomplished and yet so humble. Anytime so you see humble, Joel, he's serving somebody else. So too much. So humble and he communicates openly. Very sincerely. When you offend him, he will let you know. Let me ask you a question. We are talking about accomplished people. We are talking about people who are big across the world. And yet, we are describing attributes and values that you will say um, you don't sometimes find among beginners who have, have, have been given their first supervisory job. Mm-hmm. How do you talk about group CEOs, national CEOs, founders, group chairpersons? You're talking about empathy. You're talking about listening. You're talking about connection. You're talking about... Um, that sense of humility. And yet you will sometimes talk about beginners who are being given their first role in leadership and... They are all over the place. I know. <laughs> what, what, what do you have to say about that? Uh, maybe because they are still beginners. But I think the best way in life is to be grateful. Mm. Is to be grateful. People ask me that question. How do you stay grounded? Even my CEO, they ask me. I said, if you are grateful... Uh, Albert, you, you, how did you know you'll be here today? Let's talk about that a bit more. So, gratitude. Gratitude. You should be grateful. Mm. I came from a, my background. I don't deserve to sit here with you. Uh, those, uh, I remember the only educated man in my community was a messenger. Was a messenger. Wow. And he was a messenger at uh, an embassy. And that was the only learned man. And in the morning, when he was tra- passing, anytime he passed in front of our house, my mother would call me, Abela, come. See how smart that man is. Was he in white shirt? No, he used to be in brown shirts, brown khaki top. You know how they dress those days? This. With your shorts, yes. the and your canvas. And my mother would call and say, Abela, come and look. You see that man? Very smart man. Yeah. When you learn, you become smart like that. Wow. They had your shoe make oh. like that. <laughs> So, <laughs> so I was sent to, I wrote common entrance that year. That was in 80, no, that should be, yeah, 83. So I wrote the common entrance and um, luckily I did very well. So some teachers had two such this, this, this. So I passed and went to Achimota school. So I was in Achimota school for seven years. By then, of course, civilization has come now. But I must say that they, I was still... I'm where I am because few women, my the parents of my friends. Let's celebrate them. Yes. Let's celebrate Mrs. them. Mm. Uh, Felicia Agbamadu of Achimota School. She was a, a house mistress for Susan Foriata House today. Uh, Mrs. Bampo um, was there. Uh, Loyo Kujetu, mm. uh, his wife. Uh, the daughter was my mate, so the mother. Anytime they brought homemade, they would say, that your friend that runs Aww. around food. Uh, who else? I think um, Mrs. Uh, Asime, a friend called Dela Asime, the mother, was also there. So this, But I have two friends. I believe they were my... We are still best of friends, the three of us. Uh, they were my guardian angels because I, I just went to that school because somebody paid the school fees. I came to see my father off to pay the children's school fees. And they said, hey, you did well. And they were pouring powder on me. So my father said, what's wrong? They said, you're not a top uh, common trans. So he said, so what do we do? They said, we'll go to that school. And when we got to Achimata school, one Mr. Mr. Duncan had paid my uh, admission fee because I wasn't there. So by the time I got to Achimata school, school had actually resumed. So the man just gave us a, a receipt and we paid him back. That's how I entered school. So these two girls kept me in school because every time I, I just tell them after holiday I'll come back. I'm going to sell me. Tell me, tell me the names. 
Kizita Mensa and Lydia Bampo. Oh, they are alive. Lydia? Yes, Lydia Bampo. My own Lydia. Yes, Lydia oh, Bampo. Oh, so sweet. So the mother is the Mrs. Bampo. Uh, wow. During holidays, the mother came to our house, picked me up, sent me to say, Mrs. Uh, my, my, uh, mommy, can Abiola come and stay with us uh, for holidays or weekend? And there I saw a difference between where I was sleeping and where they were sleeping. Now I was beginning to appreciate that, okay, life is better. So my, these were people who really, I believe, because where I come from, being in school, when you go to school, what do they give you? You know, be certificate. They don't even add money. So go to the market. So they were fighting my parents that they were foolish, they were stupid. Oh yeah, my father couldn't go anywhere. How can you educate a girl? What's wrong with you? How can you educate a girl? Is your father alive? Yes, he's alive. How does he feel when he's hey, I'm sure. When I'm going to my village, it's very capital. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you made my day. You know what? You made my day. You know, when I put out, when I put out the advert that you were going to get the shoe. Yeah. Charlie, you have a, you, you have crucial. Oh, really? Oh, I'm grateful. Very, very, very notable friends. They sent me messages privately and said, oh. listen, we are watching oh, out. Look, Gifty Auntie, all you. those people, they lined up, they say we are on. There's something about you that connects very well and deeply with people. Mm. And, and I think that you probably do not know it, but people feel very strongly when it comes to you. Okay. But this, hearing you describe the story of your life, I'm beginning to understand why you said grateful. Mm. Earlier on, it sounded like a cliche. Mm. But hearing you without looking at anything, just expressing, and then you call uh, Lydia, is it Likita? Kizita. Kizita. And then you mentioned <laughs> Sassimene, and you mentioned uh, this, uh, this person, and you mentioned that person. Yeah. You realize that they are ingrained on yes, your heart. Yes, and yes. that sense yes. of gratitude is something that connects Forever. very strongly Forever. Forever. with me. Forever. It, you know, for we girls, it's not just about school fees. Because by form two, my dad couldn't pay again. I had to pay. I have to sell in school. Tell me I about was that. selling chewing gums. I was selling toffees. Just to be able to pay school fees and pay for others. But when I look back, and I say, how did I make it? Because truly, there was nobody to look up to. And I wasn't even interested. It wasn't like maybe I was reading. No, 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 no. I didn't have. But one way or the other, and I look back and I say, it can only be God. When I come back from this summary, I'm going to be asking you about what all this has done for you mm. in terms of your faith, your principles, your values, mm. and your outlook on life. You're still mm. almost like a priest doing a confession. <laughs> <laughs> this is Springboard of Virtual University. We are having a time of our lives with Mrs. Abiola Biwa, the, the group CEO for West Africa for UBA Bank. I have been looking forward to this interview for a long time. And I think that in all the discussions we are having, time is also a very beautiful, beautiful asset because when things are done at the right time, they look very, very beautiful. And tonight, he's been talking about the 10 things one must do to be able to lead in uncertain times. And if you just joined us because somebody called you and said there's action on Springboard, let me give you a few tips from Abiola's earlier presentation and then top it up with a few things he's added on as you've gone along. She says leaders must step up to the front in uncertain moments. Number two, they must communicate frequently and timely. Number three, take responsibility. Number four, you must have the ability to strategize. Number five, look for some quick wins or low-hanging fruits to enable you to move ahead in uncertain times. Number six, maintain direct connection with your team. Number seven, business models will keep changing and working from home is now the new normal and so Update your IT skills, your computer skills. Number eight, lead by example. That is her favorite. Number nine, see things on the positive side and generate some positive energy. And number 10 is my favorite. You can experience unprecedented growth in times of uncertainty. And I'm sure you're listening tonight and saying, you know what? Abiola's story is my story. <laughs> you're saying that you also are calling this year your best year so far and you are afraid to say it because it will be almost be like saying thank god for COVID." but you know the bible says that all things work together for good to them that love god and to them that are called according to his purpose so listen if your testimony your story your reality is that 
COVID 2020 is your best year. Please don't feel shy. Don't apologize. Just say the Lord is good and his mercies endure forever. Abiola says additionally that she learned from some of the leaders that she's worked under and that has influenced how she also works with other leaders and other people. And she singled out two of them, Andy OJ, from whom she learned empathy and Tony Elumelu, from whom she learned listening, not just to what you say, but even what you do not say. If you just joined us, this is Springboard of Virtual University. My name is Albert Okran, hanging out with Abiola Bewa. She's the regional CEO of UBA West Africa. Our discussion tonight is about leadership in unconventional moments or times or seasons. And she shared some very absolutely amazing insights so far that I believe you will benefit from. Listen to it over and over again on our Facebook page and just make this one of those messages that you carry through as you draw to the close of this amazing year. Just two quick reminders. On the core program this week, the topic is home, workplace, and public safety in COVID-19, and it's by Dr. Titus Bayou, the Deputy General Secretary of the Ghana Medical Association. It's available on all our partner networks and on core.com.gh and also on the core program um, Facebook page and social media pages. Also, some good news for all teenagers. If you have a teenager within reach or you're a teenager listening to tonight or you know any teenager, our flagship teenage program, Teenpreneurship 2020, comes off tomorrow, Monday through to Wednesday, the 31st of August to the 2nd of September. It's two hours per day, 10 a.m. till 12 noon. Day one is about mastering e-learning and self-education, online learning. Very, very special experience for the young people. They will actually have breakouts and everything from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. The second day is about career choice and options. Very, very insightful discussion. And the final day is about talent and how it can shape your life. You don't want to miss that one. And if you're a teenager, how do you register? Go to our Facebook page. You'll find a link to register or call our hotline 0544 Abila, we've been discussing the past and the present, let me take a minute of your time to talk about the future. Hmm. For somebody trying to project into, into the year 2021, typically they will use 2018, 2019, 2020 as their historicals and try and forecast how next year will be. How do you do that with this year being such an uncertain year? What would you be thinking as you plan for next year? Yeah, for uh, next year, I think that nobody still the uncertainty is on. We are not too sure. Is we are all very hopeful that we we don't expect it to be as bad as this year. But if I'm going to focus on, it's going to be on short short strategy, short short what we call the uh, quick wins. So we expect things to be better, but we are going to focus more on our cost cutting because you cannot take what the kind of cost that you had in 2019, 2018 into 2021. You can't do that. So we are looking at how do we cut down costs significantly. That's number one. Number two, you also want to look at how do you ensure that you don't lose team? How do you make sure that your team is still on board? You need to be focused on that. And then number three, we want to focus on quick wins. And the strategy is going to be short, short strategy to make sure that we circle out as and when. Let's zero in, and that will probably be the final question, mm. on faith. Mm-hmm. You kept talking about the fact that, I mean, by the grace of God, how big is faith for you and how has your own life experience defined your perception about faith or your your, your anchor of faith? Hmm. My life itself is more than a miracle. And my journey in life so far uh, tells me that in the midst of storm, there is always... They say there is something called eye of storm. Hmm. The eye of the storm. Hmm. So in the midst of every storm, there is always that particular light. It's usually very... You know, very tiny, but it's it's actually the way out of it. Mm-hmm. And I must say that I have practiced that 
over and over again. So I realized that anytime something impacts me negatively, I I tend to take it positively. That there must be a way. And I bet I've never been disappointed. So my faith is very big. So I have over the years I've realized that all I need to do is to keep calm during a storm and look for that eye or that tiny light. And once I get hold of it, I I make I expand it. I try to make it look like oh God. So it was because of me you brought this. Okay, let me take it. So it makes me people look at me and say, Is your faith different from ours? But God has never failed me through that. And if you are a believer, a Christian for that matter, our faith talks about trusting God. And we can't always trust God with positive things. That one we've seen it already. We need to trust God for what we believe is in the midst of the storm for us. How big is your good? How big is my Abulous good? Hey! <laughs> unmeasurable. Eh? If you look at where he took me from to where I am, I can only see that God, you are too big. You are too big. And please, God that can stop the whole world in a minute. If God, if somebody argued that God does not exist, what would you say? Oh, I'll ask that we create one for that person. <laughs> because, you know, Abed, I always say that it's cheaper for you to have God, to trust God, than not to believe in God. It's easier. If I'm going to sleep today, I, I pray, God, I'm about to sleep, take control. And I sleep. I don't have to pay for anything. I don't do anything. Let me take you back to the story that touched me so much tonight. Mm. And earlier on, when you spoke about going to Form 1, mm. let me let me go back to that story because something about that story had a divine element in it. Mm. So you talked about going to Form 1 and the fact that you, you were not even going, you just happened to be to be to be there almost circumstantially. Yes, circumstantially. The God element in that story. Let's let, let's rehash it for the benefit of our viewers as we wrap up today. Okay. I wrote commentaries then in Buba Shidatus. I just wrote because I have to write. I finished class six. And like I told you, the agreement between my parents and myself is that you finish primary six and you go to the market. That is what we do in our community. You sell. And uh, so I had agreed with him on that. And then just the day he was taking my younger ones to school, I decided, oh, let me go with him. That was to your former school? As a to my former school. Right. So he was sending the younger ones because I have finished my duty. I finished classes. I have graduated as far as the family was concerned. Right. So I then went with him to the school just for him to do what he has to do. And then we go back. And I got to the school and everybody was celebrating. You know, those in Ghana we splash powder when there's uh, you conquer a wall. So they were splashing powder. So the old man said, What is the problem here? And they said, Oh, are you the only one who is new? Your daughter did well in common entrance. He said, Common entrance, what is that one? He said, Oh, the exam that she wrote in classes. And me too, I was standing there looking at him. And they said, Oh, she did very well. So then the question is, So, and they said um, maybe you should check her first uh, first choice. Remember those days we used to have first choice, second choice, third choice. So because I didn't choose the schools, I had to go to the teachers to go and find out. Please, did you? Choose? They say yeah, we chose Achimota School for you. No, 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 no! I wasn't interested. For what? What am I going oh, to do? You, then? You yourself were not. I was in not interested. What am I going to do in school? What to trade? So give me the part about going to So we 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 didn't have a choice because not everybody's interested in the story. So the old man couldn't smuggle me back to to to, to the house. So he said, okay, then let's go to the school school school. And school had resumed. They had resumed, I think, about two weeks. So we got there and we went to what so we went straight from Bubashi. From Bubashi, we went through to Kaneshi all the way to the administration block. And I was like, it's too far. You know. <laughs> So when we got to the administration block, you know, there is notice board that people go to. Luckily, the notice of the those who were picked were still there. And my name was second on the list. So I went and then my father and I were looking. I didn't know what was happening. So we went to stand and I were looking. I said, look at my name. That is my name up there. And then there was an old man who was then the office uh, clerk that came out and said, what I, his name was the, Mr. Duncan. I remember him to be Mr. Duncan. And Mr. Duncan looked at us and said, what are you doing here? And I said, that's my name. He said, you are now coming? Are you aware that you were supposed to pay uh, admission fee two weeks 
about a month ago and you are not coming and i didn't we're looking at him he said well follow me to my office when we got there he brought out the admission fee that he had used his money to pay for the person who he did not know me anywhere he has no clue he had no business it wasn't his business so why did he pay for you he said according to him he said he just told himself and said ah, this is, remember we didn't have international schools a lot of it then so if you are, you get Achimota school it's not normal for you to say I won't come so he said he was asking himself ah, can this person not come for this admission and at that time I think they used to give us a time to pay if you don't pay it's assumed you are not interested so he decided okay I believe it's divine I believe that our journey in life is, is well planned our God is a God of planning he plans his thing so, so he, paid. he went ahead and paid he didn't know you and he happened to be the same person who met you at the meeting <laughs> yes whilst we were there God. and do you know if he had not come there I would have told my daddy that you know what this, we didn't have this plan anyway. We were supposed to just pay the children's school fees and go back. A big thank you to you, Abiola Biwa, for joining us for Springboard Virtual University. And I'm going to encourage you listen, listen to this over and over. Get your loved ones, your friends to listen to. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 